Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Company with Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee, Donald Novis, The Four Notes, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Anything Goes. into your home, do they admire your beautiful polished floors and furniture, or do they get a poor impression of you because your things look rather dull and dusty? If your furniture, your floors, and your woodwork are shining with a protective coat of Johnson's polishing wax, everyone will see at a glance what a good housekeeper you are. When your windowsills are wax polished, they stay clean and bright, protected from soot and dampness. And there are more than 100 other household uses for Johnson's genuine wax. For instance, if you've been bothered by dirty finger smudges showing up around the doorknob on your front door, just go over this section with a little Johnson's Wax. You'll find that finger marks and dirt can be easily wiped off the wax surface. And do you know that dust can't cling to picture frames and lampshades if they're wearing a beautiful wax polish? You actually cut your cleaning work in half when you protect the things in your home with a bright shield of wax beauty. Be sure to get the real thing, Johnson's Genuine Wax. Don't accept cheap, inferior waxes that streak and smear. Remember, Johnson's Wax gives greater beauty and protection, longer wear. And for a costume, he thought it would be fun to wear a striped convict's uniform. <laughs> and here, riding along in a taxi cab on his way to the shindig, we find Fibber, lifer of the party, McGee. Hey, driver. Yeah? Can you turn off the light over the meter? It shines in my eyes. Well, don't look at it. <laughs> I can't help it. It fascinates me. Why? i never seen anything add up so fast. I think that meter's a little hyperthyroid. Hey, do you know what you're talking about? Uh, how much farther we got to go? About 80 cents up the road. <laughs> well, step on it. I'm itching to get there. At least I'm itching. <laughs> Maybe it's this rented costume they use... Hey, what was that? What you think it was, buddy? The beat of me heart? <laughs> Sounded like a blowout to me. No, honest? <laughs> yes, it did, really. Well, think of that, a blowout. <laughs> I wish you was riding with me all the time, buddy, and you could tell me if he was going backwards or forwards. <laughs> You get out. That'll be 90 cents. 90 cents? But we're not there yet. We're just as there as we're going to get, buddy. I ain't got a spare tire. You got to walk from here. Oh, now, listen, bud. I can't walk no four miles in this convict's outfit. You know that. 90 cents! 90 cents, huh? Now, 
You think that's fair, bud? After all, when I got into your cab, you as good as contracted to take me to my destination. Now, when a contract ain't fulfilled, the party of the second part is entitled... Ninety cents, and do I slap you with a jack handle? <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Here's a dollar. That gives you an extra dime. Have a shot of arsenic on me. It's a fine state of how do you do. If anybody catches me out here in the road in this thing... Oh, hey, sis, can you tell me where I can telephone for a taxi cab? Well, now, let me think. Oh, yes, I believe there's... That's a dead red luck. Why does everything have to happen to me? I could fall into a gold mine and come out with lead poisoning. Uh oh. Here comes a guy. I'll try him. Hey, bud, can you tell me where I can get to... No, no, toot. Here, take my watch and my billfold. I don't want your watch. Uh, your I know, phone. I know. The watch isn't very good, and, and there's only a couple of hundred in the wallet, but, but that's all I've got. Now, wait a minute, bud. This convict's outfit is it's just a joke, see? Here, take your watch and your money. Get away from me. Help! Help, police! Help! Help! <laughs> well, I'll be... Well, this must be a pretty ritzy neighborhood. Everybody gets stuck up so easy. Looks like I put my foot in it enough. Better start using my thumb. Hey, you going my way? Oh. Much obliged for stopping, bud. I'm in a kind of a jam. You I'm... certainly are. Get them hands up and don't make a false move. Huh? Look what we got here, Clarence. A con on the lamb. Keep him covered, pussy. Get in the back seat, thank you. <laughs> What is this? A hold-up? <laughs> is this a hold-up? This is a squad car, you Lubin. Oh, sure. Now climb in and keep quiet. I'll bet there's a reward for this guy, Clarence. It'll sure come in handy. I ain't paid the last installment to Ultima Snurts for getting me on the floor. <laughs> oh, gee, oh, come on, fellas. Listen, I'm on my way to a masquerade, see? I'm Fibber McGee. If you call the Johnson Wax people, they'll buy... Wipe down, you! Okay. And get in. You can tell your bedtime stories to the lieutenant. Go ahead, Clarence. Let me explain, will you? I'm a respectable citizen. Let touch him, Percy. That's a good idea. Get your hands up, you, while I frisk you. Hey, quit that. I'm ticklish. Aha! Uh-huh. Will you look at this now? He's wearing a wristwatch and carrying a pocket watch. He's got two wallets and a woman's purse. Now, listen, I can explain that. You see, I was just on my... Calling car 87, calling car 87. That's a... Car 87, proceed to Bookie Joint at 14th and Oak. If Pokey Pokey won the fifth race at High Lear, return to station. <laughs> Otherwise, arrest the proprietor and wreck the joint. If the lieutenant don't start winning pretty soon, there won't be a bookie left in town. Say, take that gun out of my ribs, will you? What is it, a water pistol? No, it ain't a water pistol. Why? (laughs) I kind of felt you had the drop on me. (laughs) 
Uh, don't you get it, fellas? I says I... Take funny, McGee! Okay, Bob. Now pipe down till we get to the station. The lieutenant will take it. Calling all cars. Calling all cars. Investigative shooting at 13th and Maple. All cars. Investigative shooting at 13th and Maple. Hey, this is kind of exciting, ain't it? If I didn't have to get to a party, I'd like to run... Correction. That wasn't shooting. That was shouting for Billy Mills and the four notes to play and sing changes. Stand by. <laughs> Changes in harmony, beautiful changes in different keys. We start in C, then change to D. Just fool around on any old key. What's that here? That minor strain. What's that? There it goes again. There are so many people that we must please. So we're always changing the key. The dignity of this court, please. Move that spittoon closer to the bench or two. <laughs> All right. First case. Here's an escaped convict me and Clarence picked up on the highway, Lieutenant. He tried to bum a ride, so we gave the bum a ride. <laughs> oh, now, listen, I ain't no escaped convict. I'm just... I suppose you're just wearing that uniform to a masquerade. Yes, I am. <laughs> Oh, come on, fellas. Just ask anybody who I am. A joke's a joke, but you're carrying this one too far. I'm not no con... Would you be want to be listening to my report now, Lieutenant? No, 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 later, Mulligan, later. Okay. What's your name? Pippin McGee, what's yours? Edward P. Crunch. I was named after my... What do you care? <laughs> I don't care, but I'm getting tired of being pushed around. I think you're all just a bunch of wisecrackers looking for a bowl of soup to crumble up in. Be quiet. <laughs> Listen, if you're not a convict, what's that number on your back for? Oh, that's just a gag, bud. That's my anti-social security number. <laughs> you see, I just put the that... The prisoner will confine his remarks to answering questions. Fine jail, this is. They even want to confine my remarks. <laughs> listen here, you guys. If you know what's good for me, you... Excuse me, Lieutenant. Does he want to listen to my report? No. No, no, not now, Mulligan. Later. Okay. <laughs> Take the prisoner and lock him up, O'Toole. Pending investigation, I... Wait a minute. What did he have on him when he was picked up? Two wallets, two watches, and a lady's pocketbook. Oh, now, listen. One of them watches is mine, and one of them wallets is mine. Yes? Well, whose are the others? I don't know. Some people just handed them to me and ran away. <laughs> oh, so they just handed them to you and ran away, huh? Probably just the Christmas spirit. <laughs> now, listen, Sergeant. I'm a lieutenant. Oh, a shave tail, eh? You... Ow! Me. Be more respectful, you Lugan. Okay, okay. Now get this straight, Captain. Lieutenant! Okay, if you want to refuse a promotion. <laughs> but 
privilege, Lieutenant, just because I started to a masquerade in this outfit. Excuse me, Lieutenant. Can I make me report? No. All right, Mulligan. Let's hear your report. Thanks. <laughs> Takes a big bore of low caliber to pull one like that. Now listen, Lieutenant, I'm Fripper McGee of 79 Wistful Vista. Just call up my house and ask my man, Silly Watson, to come down here and identify me. I'll do that. But with all those pocketbooks and watches, your story's pretty thin. Uh, it wouldn't look so thin if you wasn't a fathead. Listen, you. Just for that, I'm booking you 30 days for contempt. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, I can't start till the 1st of March. You... <laughs> Why not? Well, my agent's got me booked solid for the next three months. <laughs> We're playing all the big metropolitan centers. We open Saturday at Cedar Rapids, Iowa, at the Iowa Theater. The best way to get there from New York, folks, is to take the Lincoln Highway through Pittsburgh. Whack! <laughs> I got the plug in anyway. To lock you up. Tomorrow we'll check your fingerprints and take your picture. Now, why take my picture? You got me framed already. Be quiet. Lock him up or two. Hey, you can't do this to me. I'll have you arrested for this. I'll... Come on, you. Here, sign the register first. That's it. Any baggage? <laughs> no. Then you'll have to pay in advance. What is this? The jail door pastoria? <laughs> See if you can give me a nice big double room, one that opens onto a fire escape. Oh, sure. And would you like to leave a call for 1967? Oh, quit kidding. I'm getting tired of this. Why don't you look me up? Why don't you verify my story? Where's your lie detector? She's home putting the kids to bed. <laughs> well, what are you staring at me for? Just wondering how you could be such a big mug and not have no handles. <laughs> Come along, you. And you're lucky to get in here at all, at all, me boy. They're pretty crowded. Oh, yeah? Convention in town? Yep. The National Society of Firebugs. Oh, I see. Who's the president? Arson Wells? <laughs> hey, who's that in cell 14 there? I know that guy. Who, him? Well, that's Waxy Wilcox, the con man. You must have read the indictment wrong, bud. That's can, not con. <laughs> Hi, Harpo. Hi, pal. What do you think you're doing here? Oh, they picked me up just because I was wearing a convict's uniform to a masquerade. It's a good thing I didn't go as King Tut or they'd have stuck me under a pyramid. <laughs> What'd they get you for, Harpo? Oh, nothing. It's a bum rap, buddy. I was just selling Johnson's wax, see? I was telling the dame how she could use it on the floor and the windowsills and the lampshades and the door frames and the radio and all stuff like that there. And she was interested, too. And then a flat foot comes up and nabs me for vagrancy. It's a bum rap, I tell you. <laughs> I don't know why they should pinch you, Harpo. I thought you paid protection. No, that's wrong, Cully. I don't pay protection. I sell protection. Johnson's Wax protects you. All right, all right. Break it up, you two. <laughs> well, I'll see you later, Harpo. Say, why don't you apply for a transfer to Alcatraz? You won't have to serve so much time out there. Why not, pal? Well, you save up to one-third on the large-size can. <laughs> well, so long, Harpo. All right, here's your room, McGee. Why are you so careful to keep these doors locked, Si? Are there crooks around here? 
Hey, this is quite a place, ain't it? Arrange a credit card for me, will you, O'Toole? Oh, sure, sure. Now, wait a minute till I open the window for you. Let's see now. Towels in the bathroom. The radiator turned on. Uh, I guess that's all. <laughs> and listen, don't get alarmed if you hear somebody groaning across the corridor. We got a doctor over there in solitary confinement. A doctor in solitary confinement? What's he expecting, a jail delivery? <laughs> This ain't a fine thing. Oh, well, I suppose we might as well make the best of it. Oh, if I had the wings of an angel or these prison walls. Quiet down there, my little stir bug. <laughs> oh, a cellmate. I'm sorry, bud. I didn't know anybody was sleeping in that upper berth. Well, if it ain't Horatio K. Boomer. Hi, Boomer. Hello, my boy. Welcome to the Chateau de Habeas Corpus. <laughs> What they got you in here for, Boomer? My boy, I'm the victim of an international plot. Just because I happen to have the plans of a couple of battleships in my pocket, I was unjustly accused of being a spy. Ridiculous, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is. Why, that's just plain persecution, Boomer. You're no spy. Haven't you any credentials on you? No identification? Why, certainly, certainly. Well, where is it? Let me see now. Where did I put my identification? Just a minute, my boy, while I look. Identification, identification. Here's a couple of car keys. Was looking at a new car, but the owner came back too soon. Grab <laughs> him. See a deck of cards so beautifully marked I can play solitaire with them upside down. <laughs> Clipping from the police gazette. Pretty, isn't she? <laughs> yes, a gold toothpick, a glass eyes, slightly bloodshot. <laughs> Check for a short beer. Imagine that. No identification. I wonder who I am. Excuse me, my boy, while I go look in the mirror. Wish my dear old mother were here. She'd know who I was. I'll be lucky if that guy don't sell me the jail before I get out of here. Oh, if I had the wings of an angel. You, Mr. McGee, that you over there, please? Here. Where are you, Sil? In room 22, please, across the hall over here. What? Then when they call up the house and you ain't there to identify me, it's going to be... Oh, 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 oh. oh, now I am in a mess. What they got you in here for, Sil? Alimony. Alimony? <laughs> Why, you ain't even married. Yes, I sure ain't. Then how can they get you for alimony? Not, not alimony, Mr. McGee. Alimony. We were shooting crap for money in an alley and whoop up come the cops and see I is. <laughs> Shucks, I ain't got All right, boys, get your hacksaw blades here, files, rope ladders, Jimmy, nice flash, gold torches. Anything for you today, Johnny? <laughs> no thanks, old-timer. Do they let you peddle that stuff in this jail? Hey! I said I'd like to buy some of your stuff, but I can't saw my way clear to do it just now. <laughs> Next 
term. Think he'll win? Well, says color feller, if kissing babies will help, he ought to. He's been playing post office for six years. <laughs> Parking too close to a payroll? <laughs> All right, boys, hacksaw blades, skeleton keys, blank pardons right off the press. Get your own ladder. I bet he thinks a padded cell is a salesman's expense account. Granted, I wish they'd let me out of here. How can I... Oh, How do well... you do, Mr. McGee? Oh, hi, Uppy. Boy, am I glad to see you. Hey, what you carrying the bucket for? Well, I was told to come down here and bail you out. Oh. <laughs> Pretty nice of you, Uppy. But I think all you got to do is tell the lieutenant who I really am. Oh, indeed. I shall do my best, Miss McGee. And I shall do my best to improve conditions in this jail. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, I think so, too, Uppy. <laughs> I think every cell should have French windows opening outwards. Every cell? Yeah. Yes, bar none. <laughs> well, do what you can for me, will you, Uppy? Oh, indeed I will, Miss McGee. Oh, good day. <laughs> Well, it won't be long now, Sil. Yes, I hope not. And Mr. McGee, there's somebody else you know's in the next cell. Huh? Who? Mr. Novice. Well, for the... Hey, Don! Can you hear me? It's Fibber McGee. Hello there, Fibber. What are you in here for, Don? Well, they got me on a kidnap charge. Kidnap? Yeah, my landlady said I sang so loud that her kid couldn't take his nap. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Don. Hey, listen, you prisoners. If you want Don to sing something for you, rattle your tin cups on the bar. Mm-hmm. Music lovers. <laughs> Must be a bunch of Richard crooks. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm a little ashamed of that in myself. Go ahead, Don. <laughs>
That was Donald Novus, the prisoner at the dock, singing all ashore. Very good, too, Don. All right, Mr. McGee, you can go now. Some lady arranged for your release. Oh, who? Mrs. Uppington? I wouldn't know that. It was a society lady with a sore nose. <laughs> what do you mean, a sore nose? Well, that's how I figured it. She had to hold her eyeglasses on a little stick. <laughs> Mrs. Uppington, all right. Well, thanks, O'Toole. I'll see you later, Sil. Goodbye, Mr. McGee. i got to get to that masquerade party before it's too late. Oh, boy, don't that fresh air smell good? Oh, it's wonderful to be out of that place again and free. Ah, free. Let freedom ring. <laughs> thanks, freedom. I can only get a taxi cab. Well, hello there, Fizzer. Oh, hi, Nick. What is being the idea of wearing the fine feathers of a jailbird? <laughs> Are you kidnapping a forgery or being arrested for throwing a counterfeit? <laughs> Either one, Nick. I was slapped in the jug by mistake. But if you'll excuse me now, i got to get to a masquerade. Oh, but Fizzer, I was wanting to tell you about a book I was reading last night. Yeah? It was being all about the King Arthritis and his Saturday nights of the Roundhouse. <laughs> You mean King Arthur and his knights of the round table? Sure. It was a long, long time ago in the days of the WPA. <laughs> they didn't have the WPA in them days. Oh, you're labeling under a Miss Apple Dumpling, Fisher. <laughs> it was the age of shovelry. <laughs> Nick, I gotta get... Well, sir, one of the Saturday nights was being known by the name of... Sir, I used to have a woman. Sir, I used to have a... You mean Sir Galahad? Sure. <laughs> he was a bright knight. He would give you the shirt off his back if he had a can opener. And then, then there's being another horseback rider in a tin night's gown who was calling himself Sir Dancelot. I think he was a jitterbug. <laughs> Lancelot, Lancelot. I know all about it, Nick. Uh, Queen Guinevere and the Sure, Sandra. and this queen was a cute kiddo, too, I'm thinking. She is always making those knights kneel down and is hitting him on the collarbone with the sword, and he is saying a swear word. Swear word? Oh, you mean they took an oath? Sure. I guess even the good knight is having to show some wild oaths, Fisher. And all the I'm night... sorry, Nick, but i got to get going. I can't stand Well, here. sir, when Sir Gunslat is getting killed very seriously in the tournament, they are not having a village blacksmith to undress him. So they had to make the best of a bad situation for us. And the queen, the queen is being very sad and when she's seeing him lying on the battlefield in his cast iron double-breasted suit, she's saying, ah, good night, my farewell. Huh? No, it was a uh, farewell, my good night. <laughs> I hope you will rust in peace. <laughs> so that is how... Hey, where are you going, Fizzer? There's a cop coming. I don't want to take a chance on getting picked up again. I'm going to scram. So long, Nick. Oh, he's coming after me. Hey, come back here. Hey. Oh, no, you don't. I've had enough of that stuff. Hey, wait a minute. Come back here. Hey, what's your hurry? Uh, don't shoot. I, I surrender, officer. You got me. I give up. Oh, don't be like that. Come oh, on. Please, bud. Do I have to go? Shucks, they just let me go, and i got to get to a party. Listen, you're going with me, McGee. Oh, have a heart, officer. I'm on my way to the masquerade. Well, so am I. Huh? How do you like my cop costume? Cop costume? Oh, sure. Oh, I get it. A cop and a convict, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, come on, let's go. Huh? <laughs> oh, well, if we, we had the, the wings, wings of an angel... angel. 
back in just a moment. In the meantime, I want to say this. If you have an enamel refrigerator in your kitchen, or if you have a kitchen cabinet, a white enamel table, and painted or chromium chairs, you should waste no time in giving them all a beautiful protective polish with Johnson's Wax. This genuine wax shields the surface from scratches and stains, gives greater beauty to the things in your kitchen, makes everything more sanitary and healthful. You can wipe dust and finger marks off the gleaming wax polish as easily as you can wipe them off a platter. Johnson's Wax saves you money in the long run because it keeps the things in your home new and fresh looking so you won't have to replace them for years to come. Buy some Johnson's Wax tomorrow and see how it makes your rooms glisten and gleam. When everything is wearing a shining Johnson Wax polish, your cleaning work will be very much easier. And you can take pride in the fact that your home is, to quote an old adage, as neat as wax. It was some masquerade party, folks. Lasted till 5 o'clock in the morning. The only reason I stayed, I was curious to see how some of them strapless downs could stay up that day. <laughs> Good night, folks. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat at Racine, Wisconsin. Inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program comes to you from Chicago, and this is the National Broadcasting Company.